0: Welcome to episode number forty-five of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, recorded December eleventh, two thousand and nineteen. My name is Eric, I'm the host of the show. I'm based in southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, a ham radio operator, VE3 EPN, and a computer geek. Uh, I got into preparedness when I was working frontline emergency services and witnessed an over reliance on emergency services during major events such as ice storms, power outages, etc. Started a small preparedness company that helped people get prepared and be able to look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer.
1: My name is Ian. I'm a hobby farmer. I live on, uh, so I just said that, small hobby farm in BC. <laughs> I'm an outdoor <laughs> enthusiast,
2: sports shooter, oh, reloader. Start.
1: Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> is that, that one. like the allow myself to introduce myself? Exactly. It's like awesome <laughs> cars, but way better. i always say that again so we can just edit that one out. Uh, my name is Ian, and I live on a small hobby farm in BC. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sports shooter, reloader, and my farm's designated handyman. I'm not uh, editing it, by the way.
3: You better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my name is Tyler, and I'm broadcasting from my five-acre homestead here in northwest Wisconsin, USA. Since purchasing my first house, I have been working to turn my property into a self-sufficient homestead with an emphasis on preparedness.
2: And I'm Gavin, a volunteer search and rescue worker, a stop-the-bleed instructor, an instructor with Ragnarok Tactical, a CCFR field officer for the GTA, and a regular panelist on the other CPP, which is Canadian Patriot Podcast.
3: And if you guys want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy a Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt at rapidsurvival.com. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator field.
2: And if you're enjoying the show, and I don't see how you couldn't, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canadian Prepper podcast and also submit a review on iTunes. We want your feedback, good or bad. Personally, I love hate and nail so yeah you know,
3: keeps, keeps you on drops,
2: no, let us, or let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover or if you like or dislike something we're doing send us an email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. all
0: right so we've got some uh, highly visible content for you in this episode i miss making those jokes it's been a couple of weeks <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness related news articles and we're going to let you know how we've improved our preparedness since the last episode. And then we're going to get into the main topic for the episode: getting attention when uh, shit hits the fan.
1: Right on. So, into the news. uh, I got a little article I threw in there in the show notes. It's actually pretty funny because the guy is by trade uh, nothing to do with guns. He is a statistical analysis uh, analyst, should I say? And he basically made a case for owning guns and being prepared for emergencies just by using mathematics based on revolutions and how many countries there are in the world and over the last 200 years and stuff. And he made a very mathematically strong case for firearms ownership and preparedness. So uh, I thought it was just uh, a five-minute read, but worth your time. And it's uh, it's very well done.
0: Very nice. Uh, I've got one here. It's uh, about a week or so dated now, but still relevant. Uh, FBI warns about smart TVs uh so if uh if you've got one of those smart tvs kicking around your house uh, they're talking about um, the ability of hackers to to gain access to them turn the camera on um see what you're watching and uh, more importantly use it as a launch point to gain further access into your home network Uh, people don't tend to secure those types of devices Uh, they just plug them in connect them to your your internet and just walk away from them um well people that uh, have some nefarious uh thoughts about what they're going to do with your network and use that as a launching point. So uh, keep that in mind and make sure you, you update them and maybe listen to the internet safety uh, episode, a couple episodes back as we talk about that kind of stuff.
2: But just don't do it
1: from your smart TV. until you no. uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yes. I mean, does anybody still believe that Siri is only listening when, you know, when you start saying, Hey Siri, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? no. So say, I'm sure your smart TV is listening all the time too. So, I mean, if you're starting to get a live audio feed from your house, that's a thing.
0: Yep, and really? they're starting to ship now with cameras installed in them as well, similar to like what you would have in a, a laptop screen. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be fun.
1: So yeah, I guess no hanky panky in the living room anymore. <laughs> well, you well, know, unless you want yeah. to be a movie star, I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to uh, start a Patreon for your smart TV, I guess. <laughs> <That's
1: Yeah. right. laughs> that's- a, a bat, a firewall access or something yeah, <laughs> yeah sure why
0: not i've uh, hey, got wow. another one here as well uh restoration efforts are underway after high winds knock out power across the maritimes so this uh, uh this is from december the 10th so a little bit more recent uh more than sixty thousand homes and businesses across the maritimes are without power tuesday morning as a storm system uh, bringing high winds and heavy rains swept through the region so just another good reminder to to have your uh, your go bag or your your 72 hour bag ready to go you never know what Mother Nature is going to take out the power. Okay. Yeah. So that's what happened to Hughes. So
2: I was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah. It may not be a go bag so much as a stay home bag, but
3: you yeah, know,
2: yeah. The theory is still sound.
3: Yep. Right. Yeah. I uh, I just pulled the article off the the web here just a few hours ago. Actually, uh, it says on Wednesday the House passed the National Defense Authorization Act, uh, passed in a 377 to 48 vote. So uh, one of the main things this bill did. Uh, was created Space Force. Uh, I've heard quite a bit about that. Uh, a little chatter about that in the news the last year or two. Well, I guess ever since Trump's been in office. And uh, uh, according to the article, that was one of the big things he's wanted to push through since uh, being president. And uh, it sounds like they're kind of lumping it in with the Air Force. Uh, it's an interesting article to read. But um, the biggest thing with that Space Force is aimed at protecting the U.S. space assets from threats in Russia and China.
1: Well, mm. anti satellite technology is a thing already, so. Yeah. yeah. And comms and GPS yeah. and everything else rely on it, so. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Just matter Am I of the time? only one just picturing a bunch of lasers?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. my, hey, I saw Moonraker <laughs> too. Come on, Alex.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. Cameras. Well, I guess, yeah, the, this Space Force is becoming a reality, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah it apparently. really is. Can, can uh, foreign nationals sign up for Space Force? Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I am not
1: sure. <laughs> I, I also have a friend who's curious. Yeah, get your forty watt, get your forty watt plasma rifle in the uh, sixty kilowatt range or something like that. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ah. someone's got to stop the bug menace. Really, <laughs> 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 like, good bugs to dead bug. That's what they say.
0: Oh boy, I'll <laughs> well, show you moving What we've done lately for our preps. Yeah, All I
1: right. think you uh, repeated yourself there, didn't you? Harry?
0: Uh, did I? No, I don't think so.
1: Oh, okay. That's only is. you. It's
0: only you. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play back the tapes later. Yeah. Uh, so for myself, I met up with Alan, uh, exchanged some comm gear for a shotgun, and uh, if you listen back a couple episodes, you'll hear him talking about that, because I, uh, I haven't been on for a few episodes. Which uh, you then promptly sold, right? Uh, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, to Mike. Uh, I, went, I went boating it. it fell off. Yeah. Uh, then a uh, week or so after that I met up with Alan again. Uh, we had a copy a coffee and uh, another swap to uh, which I'm not going to talk about and uh, got my uh, my go bag all swapped out and over to some winter gear and um, besides that it's been uh, spending time with the little guy and bouncing all over the place for work so finally made it back.
1: All right. So uh, myself, uh, it is actually a repeat of last week, but it's true. I uh, sent another 20 birds to the chicken processor this week. So uh, part of the fleet reduction program, so to speak, we, uh, we've we knocked down 40 birds in the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. lots more dog food, chicken stock, everything else coming our way. Um, just because we've got too many useless eaters that aren't laying anymore. So we decided to take care of that. Uh, reloaded some 9mm, uh, repainted some hand tools that were starting to rust in the rainy season. Nice. So I had to kind of take the wire wheel to those, give them a repaint. And, yeah, weirdly enough, I've got an offer on on the uh, the books here for a free 200 liters of diesel fuel. So I might be able to pick that up. So,
3: Can't yeah. be free. Free <laughs> is good. I'll yeah. take it. Yep. Yeah, for me, uh, I did actually make it out Black Friday shopping. We kind of joked about that on the podcast uh, last time. But uh, got myself a new kind of winter get-up, new new pair of spare boots, winter jacket, bibs, hats, gloves, uh, got all that good stuff, and good thing I did, because we've gotten quite a few snowfalls since the last podcast here in Wisconsin, so plenty of slow commutes and snow plowing, shoveling, and all that keep me busy. Uh, it's also been brutally cold here, especially the last, uh, well, the last three days is minus 18 Fahrenheit, so minus 27 for you guys up in Canada there, uh, just this morning, so been fighting that. It's a little chilly. Yeah, yeah, definitely a little chilly. Um, and then other, other, than that, I've been kind of, kind of working on clearing out the house and the shop. So one thing I did, I had an old, uh, mini lathe and mill. I'm actually a machinist by trade. So I bought that, uh, around this time last year and planned on using it for some smaller projects and never, never really did. So I went ahead and moved that down the road, worked out a, a pretty good trade deal and made a few new additions to the gun safe. And, uh, another thing I used to be in truck pulling. I don't, do you guys do truck pulling, tractor pulling up in Canada there or? Oh yeah. Yeah, a, oh yeah, I'm a small okay. engine
2: distributor, so I've sold a few engines oh, to some yeah. guys that do that. So
3: Okay, yeah, I used to have a 98 12 valve Cummins, and I well, spent quite a few years through college building that into a pulling truck, and doesn't really serve a purpose for me anymore, so I went ahead and <laughs> imparted ways with that, and uh, was able to, to improve my financial preparedness quite a bit doing that, so been a good couple weeks. <clears throat> nice. Nice. Yeah, I got out uh, on the
2: weekend with my search and rescue group. We did a little bit of a, you know, a skill share where I got up and, and talked about uh, how to you read a compass and use ranger beads because some of the guys didn't know. Um, I also taught a little bit on some basic for tracking and stuff like that. We do a lot more, you know, ground search with groups with lines and everything. But, you know, the more sign aware they are, the, the better able they are to find people. So gave him a little intro to that, and some other people spoke about first responders and dealing with PTSD and all of the things that can happen from, you know, seeing some pretty nasty stuff. Um, and that's about it, really, because I threw my shoulder out, so I've been uh, tripping on muscle relaxers for the last couple of days since that. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> fun, but Especially- not fun,
2: yeah, take yeah. What, six shots of alcohol with it. I heard that works really well. Yeah, <laughs> totally good for your liver too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but I guess I, Other than that, uh, I've I've started the uh, the training schedule for next year. So I've already signed up for my first class next year that I'll be taking at some point. In I think it's June. So awesome. I'm already thinking ahead for learning and honing skills.
0: Very nice. All right. Let's move into the main topic.
1: All right. So does everybody remember uh, the, uh, team America, super secret distress signal? (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) I can't (laughs) say that I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Works works like a a charm. It works like a charm every time. Every time. (laughs) Yep. We will get, believe it or not, we will get back to that one later. It actually is a thing. So, uh, yeah, where do we start? I mean, we're talking about this episode because we want to make sure people are aware of various means to get attention when required or how to call for help if they, uh, know where they are and know where, what they need um, it's
0: kind of the, the opposite of what we normally talk about where we're trying to mix in and stay quiet and, and not be seen this is the yeah. complete opposite
1: nice thing yeah. is actually one of our youtube uh watches right now is actually a bit of a uh, uh search and rescue guy as well he oh, has a lot of o- occupational safety and health stuff so rightful chair feel free to pop on uh you know in if with the conversation if you want there for sure absolutely so starting off, I guess the a couple things for an EDC kit if you're out in the bush, um, things to think about. They're cheap to bring with you. A whistle, you can get them for free at trade shows, or huh. maybe a, a buck or two at the dollar store. I don't know. There's there's plenty of places to get whistles. Yep. Um, usually three short blasts. If you're, uh, am I correct on that one, Gavin?
2: Yeah, I mean basically a- anything in groups of three is is good for signaling and is kind of the universal standard for.
1: Help me! I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those little air horns. You can get those for uh, if you're using a jet ski or whatever. You can get them onto your, your life jacket. They're only about this big, and they come with kind of pre-charged little air horn things. I mean, that's another thing you can throw in your bag. That's much better than a you trying to yell your way out of uh, a situation, or you don't have a whistle yeah. handy. You want to use something a little easier. The air horn's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, nice and loud.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, bear bangers. So bear bangers are a thing. Um, They usually come in little flare launchers like this, which are like the pen style. They're about this big. They go up about 100 feet and let off a little bit of a charge to uh, about the same volume as a rifle shot, I'd say. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's pretty good. So um, they do scare away bears, but they also do draw attention to you as well. So that's uh, a thing to think about for wildlife protection or at least deterrence and uh, getting attention. Two birds,
0: one stone there.
1: Yeah, and nice and light too, right? There's not much to these. They do come in... uh, well, that pen style, but they also come in 12-gauge version. I threw a link in the show notes to the 12-gauge bear bangers. Uh, not to be used in a tightly choked shotgun, because you'll just blow your barrel apart, but if you are, your shotgun barrel is wide open, you can throw those things yeah. in there and uh, happily deter a bear and or get attention. Yeah. Uh, signal mirror, everybody used one? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Got oh, a little compact
2: a one way. here made out of a set of dog tags. Oh, nice! Decent.
1: Usually the, the deal is with most of them is you'll usually have a hole uh, to use yeah. as an aiming point. Yep, yeah, there you go. And uh, usually use the sun to reflect it, or if w- worst case, at night. If you have a bright enough light, you can still use that too. But the whole idea is that you want to flash it over whoever you're pointing at a few times to get their attention. Because the bright flash will usually get their attention overhead. Do, do you know the field. trick about using your fingers
2: to aim it? No, please. Please feel free. So... Um... One of the things that I've learned is that you kind of hold your, your fingers up like a V, and that's your aiming point. Yep. And then you sort of put the thing or the person that you want to hit in that, and then you kind of flash the mirror, and then you'll see it light up your fingers, and then you know that it's pointing in the right direction. Rather Smart. than just trying to, like, you know, if the, somebody's, like, guess. 100 meters away, <laughs> you're like, I think that's in their direction. I, I don't know. I guess, like, all the... You'll you'll know for sure that it is. But yeah, the little one that I have actually has a a little infrared sticker on it and a like a
1: reflective material sticker on it as well. So it's a kind of yeah. a neat
3: little tool. Nice. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, they've nice. been able to get the attention of uh, you know search rescue people on the ground, airplanes from the air, everything else works yeah. very well. Or if uh, you get a
2: decent compass, that should have a mirror on it as well. Yep. A much larger mirror. Like, I mean, my compass has a pretty substantial
1: sized mirror on it. So that's,
0: oh yeah, that'll do the job.
1: Yeah, comes in and handy. Please don't use laser pointers to get pilots' attention. No, terrible, 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 idea. Oh so <laughs> yeah, it's also a crime in Canada. It turns yep. out too. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure is. Oh, they'll find you
2: know. that way.
1: Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's <a> crazy <laughs> that way. Um, yeah, radios. Uh, I suppose we just yep. go delve off into that one because it's kind of a prepper thing as well. Oh and, yeah. Um, so guys, uh, I mean, Eric, you're the ham guy, so you can talk about that. But uh, oh. obviously, CB is a way to go. We can start off with frequencies for that one if you're using a CB radio. Uh, oh. You'll find a lot of bush vehicles have that, bush buggies, Jeeps, whatever. Channel 9 is the emergency frequency. Yep. If you have the ability to tune it in, it's 27.065 megahertz. Um, and yeah, it's it's usually monitored by anybody else with a CB radio. Yeah. If you're close it's to usually, a highway, yeah. though, use use 19 as well. Yeah, 19 is a good one too, the common chat. Yeah, yeah, that's usually the initial communications for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But do, uh, I, I think police departments, they used to monitor Channel 9, I don't know if they, know if they do anymore. But
0: Yeah, not, not to my knowledge, no. It used to be a thing, but I don't think it is anymore.
1: Yeah. Maybe some of the smaller, more rural ones will still do it, because
2: people still use them frequently out there, whereas in the city, I think it's yeah. just too much chatter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course, CB has a better range than most VHF, but, I mean, uh, satellite phones, if you want the best range in the middle of nowhere, right. I mean, satellite phones, right. as long as there's satellite overhead, you're good to go.
0: Yeah, um, and, you, and then if you're you're a ham operator, if you kind of map out the area where you, you're kind of going to be and you know where the uh, repeaters are, depending on their elevation, you can hit those from miles and miles and miles away.
1: So. Yeah, I, I was actually looking up. I put a uh, link in the show notes as well, but there's actually, a, I guess, a hailing frequency for distress on the ham band as well. Which I didn't uh,
0: realize. Yeah, there's. It depends on the area that you're in. Some uh, some guys will set up and just monitor the the common um, the common frequencies that the repeater runs off of. Uh, okay. Some have a common uh, hailing frequency as well. Yeah, but it, it's all dependent on the the area that you're operating in. I haven't yeah. seen anything standard across the country.
1: Yeah, does that sound familiar? Though the one I put in there is like one forty six fifty two.
0: Uh, I think that's an American thing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, those Americans, I tell yeah. you. Yeah, darn Americans, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to mention the uh, aviation frequencies. Um, they are continuously monitored by uh, large airplanes flying overhead, which usually nine times out of ten you're going to have somebody flying overhead at you at any given time. So, if you happen to stumble across an aviation frequency band radio, it's either 121.5 or if you're in the military, 243 megahertz. Uh, both of them are monitored by planes overhead.
2: And if you're unsure of the planes overhead, you can always ask Siri, and she'll tell you who's overhead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: it's Thank kind of know. creepy. Yeah. 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 All right. And then the last one I wanted to mention for frequencies the, was the marine radio. So, of course, if you're you mm-hmm. know stumble across a boat, some old hunters, I guess, used to use the marine radios in the middle of the bush. You no, know, not legally, but they would. Uh, <laughs> channel sixteen uh, is a uh, is some distress frequency for marine radios. But uh, yeah, it's one fifty six point eight megahertz. If anybody's interested in that. That's what all I had for frequency usage.
2: I mean, if you're duck hunting in your boat,
1: technically you could use a marine radio, right? There you sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh actually a rifle chair made made a mention there that somebody uh merchandised audible flares many years ago and rebranded them as bear bangers, instant millionaire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess he's just the first guy to think of it. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. Speaking of flares, uh, so they come in two types. You got the uh, the the pistol or the uh, pen type here, which uh, comes either center fire or rim fire, and usually they can be adapted to fire both when you buy the new ones now. And then you got the uh, well, actually, actually, we should say there's three types. Gavin will show the third, but uh, yeah, there's a 12 gauge type, which is like yep. these orange pistols that usually are found in boats or sometimes you know various survival kits. They do take a shortened 12 gauge. Um, kind of caliber flare, which uh, you can also get bear bangers for them as well, like I mentioned. Please don't use a 12-gauge shell on these things. They'll blow your hand apart. So if you want, unless you want to be called lefty for the rest of your life, it's not a firearm. It's a uh, flare gun. So mentioning yeah.
0: that. Another good point here from uh, Rifle Chair in regards to uh, if you're near the uh, resource or logging roads, knowing the uh, VHF frequency, the RR operating channel, great idea because the logging trucks are flying around. At least you're going to know if they're coming up or going down.
1: Well, yeah, usually they have to have mandatory call points where they, uh, yep. they when they're on the way up or down, they'll they'll have the least uh, 10-kilometer point or something. They'll say, yep. that hey, I'm here, and then you can, In during emergency, you're allowed to use those frequencies, even if yep. they're not allocated to you, so.
2: You got it. Yeah, then uh, there's this kind of a flare gun, too, if you want to go for the overkill. <laughs> uh, it's a 37-millimeter flare gun. Um, so yeah, you can really get noticed with this bad boy. Uh, <laughs> I have, even without firing the flare off, <laughs> even without firing yeah. it, you will get yeah. noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it also does smoke, which is another great thing you can use oh. for signaling. Um cool. smoke flares. And I usually in my in my go bag, I have a couple of things of smoke for various reasons. Yeah. But if it's a if it's a weird color one, it'll usually attract
1: attention. Yep, that's pretty awesome. White smoke,
2: uh, not so much. Colored smoke definitely will attract attention.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, could just clarify, too, they're not firearms. They're available yeah. in Canada. And um, yeah, the, they're a thing. Expense, yeah. More expensive than these things, though. Yeah. So, yeah, mine are much. They're
0: tactical, though. So.
1: Very yeah. tactical. Yeah. Yeah. And really fun. Yep. Yeah. So, on the subject of smoke there, so we had the smoke signal. Uh, of course, if you have a uh, even just one large fire, preferably three fires in a triangle. Um, if you have them pre-made up with a little, you know, kind of a, a tp style fire and you've got a bunch of green pine branches on top and you have the ability to light them off fast. If you see somebody coming up overhead, like an airplane, fairly low level to the ground is looking for you, you know, light those off. You'll get somebody's attention. Uh, there was a joke made earlier today with myself and a rifle chair. Actually we were talking about, uh, you can always just start a forest fire, but <laughs> very irresponsible. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you'll get, you'll probably get found and rescued, but you'll probably end up going to yep. jail afterwards, yeah. but <laughs> Hey, life or death, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, any sort of smoke signal will get attention, especially if it's odd colored smoke. Like yep. you said, you mentioned the, the, uh, smoke flare. I was thinking of the smoke grenade cause airsoft people yep. use smoke grenades. Uh, you can buy them. I think they're only what? about what, 20 bucks a pop now. Oh, they're, they're less than that. They're a couple of bucks a piece. Yeah. Oh, there that's you go. Not, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, that lots of fun to be had with those. So, uh, yep. yeah. oh yeah, they're great. Um, Whether well, you came up during my, actually had some water, uh, water survival training uh, back in my younger days. Water dye, it is a thing. It doesn't last very long, but if you're in a ship and uh, or a smaller craft and you go into the water, you know it's it's some way to get attention because usually if you're a little speck on the water, sometimes not as easily seen. But if you have a big pool of, of yellow or you know green dye all around you, it's a lot easier to spot, right? Yeah, okay. hopefully not brown dye. No, no. That'd be,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it depends if you're in shark-infested water, the water go brown before it went red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Anyway. Uh, yeah, a couple, uh, you know, easy signals if you are in distress. Uh, maybe you should come this under strip, just signals, but an inverted flag is a sign of distress. Yep. There's a, a some... of there's a lot of
2: those on Facebook lately. There's a yeah. lot of those on Facebook right now. Yep. So, yeah. um, um. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, if you're, you know, hiding out like on the edge of a forest and there's a big clearing, put like a giant arrow pointing to where you are or where direction that you're heading and things like that work too. Um, It really helps like reflective stuff, bright colored clothing, anything that doesn't look normal in the environment is generally a good thing.
0: Basically, the opposite of anything we've mentioned in the past (laughs) forty-four episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Look at me! Look at me!
0: Over here! Over here! Bright colors.
1: Yeah. 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 Actually, I threw. Speaking of the arrow, I actually threw a link in the show notes as well with the uh, entire library of ground-to-air signals. So if somebody's flying overhead, and it'd be a search aircraft or whatever, and you you can actually have some pre-made up signals that uh, tell us what you need, like medical or uh, food, water shelter, uh, yeah. which direction you're planning on going, the whole works, and um, yeah, they're internationally recognized, so no matter where you are, you don't have to speak Swahili if you're stuck in the middle of the African bush, you can still do your ground air signals. If I recall
2: correctly, I think there's still, in certain parts of the U.S., giant concrete arrows that direct the mail planes to where the next stop is. Really? Could not, be. not that they right. use the arrows anymore, but, like, they just haven't got rid of them, so back right. when they were using, like, crop duster-style planes to deliver the mail... And their, you know, <laughs> navigation technology was pretty mediocre. Apparently they just had giant concrete arrows on the ground that would point them in the direction.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can see that being a thing. Yep, definitely. Yeah, definitely.
2: Huh. So arrows work. Yep. There you go.
1: <laughs> uh, just to recap on the rules of three. So we talked about the whistle, but if you're using a, if you're out hunting and you have a gun with you, um, three gunshots. Same thing. Yep. It's uh it might cost you a buck a shot, but hey, it's worth your while to get found. Yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely.
2: It's another reason why we need magazines that hold ten. That's right. (laughs) Or more. For safety's
1: sake.
0: Ten plus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right on. Back to the Team America thing. If you're in the water and you're in distress, you can wave and it doesn't mean you're saying hello. It actually is a sign of distress as well. So (laughs) get them attention that way. So it's true. It is true. Um see, that's what it. So uh stuff. Anybody else want to talk about this stuff?
0: Huh? Like the uh, One thing that I would say in, in, in regards to just trying to, to be seen is people aren't always easy to see. You might think that you're easy to see. You got to make yourself visible and then times it by like 15. Is mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I can't count the number of times I've been out in the bush looking for somebody <clears throat> and literally walk right past them. And you just you can't see them because they're not making themselves visible.
3: Yep. So Especially- make the noise and,
0: and be visible.
3: Especially nowadays, people just do not have any situational awareness. They're mostly staring at their phones, not paying attention to what's going on. So definitely. Well, I guess
1: the, the important thing too is the mental attitude. So if you are in distress, you are trying to get attention, and you try three times and it doesn't help, that doesn't mean you just give up. Right. No. you, you yeah. have to keep going so that's where uh, the whistle reu- yeah. yeah reusable stuff like the whistles and stuff is so fantastic because you're never going to run out of flares with a whistle right. type of thing so yep. uh keep going until you're found basically or until you pass out from lack of oxygen from blowing <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> maybe alternate between the whistle and, the and breathing yeah, yeah and, and yeah. breathing is important don't forget yeah. about breathing yeah
2: yeah i mean the, the, the biggest thing in all this is yeah like your your mental prep like all yeah. the other stuff is great but it's It's your your mental state that is going to be your your biggest help or hindrance. And, yeah, just keep positive. Hopefully you never need this stuff. But, you know, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like if you can build yourself somewhere to stay warm and dry, then you'll be able to survive that much longer because you'll be just that little bit more happy. Right.
3: So
1: under the rules of three, like, you know, with food, oxygen, air, everything else, three seconds without
3: hope, something like that, right? Yeah. Sounds about right. <clears throat> yeah another yeah. note on that i guess that you know i personally speaking i go out for hikes and walks a lot just let somebody know if you're going out into the woods if you're going out hiking if you're camping text somebody call them everybody's got a cell phone nowadays it takes five seconds to say hey yeah. walk into here even just going up a, or if you know for a walk down the road or anything like that too um yeah, kidnappings absolutely. happen yeah that's so true yeah let somebody know yeah yeah
0: And practice using your gear, and we harp on that like every single episode, but. Take your flare gun out one day, and when you're on your hike, <laughs> yeah. make sure it works. Make sure you know how to operate it, right? Oh, so yeah. just, of
1: course. Just, just like expired fire extinguishers, expired flares. Yeah. You, you might as well use them up, so see may if they as still well. work, yeah. and, and practice firing. That way, you can realize what it's gonna feel like, or wh- how the distance it's gonna fly, yep. and everything yeah. else. Because you know, depends on how high your trees are. They may, maybe the flares don't even reach the top of the trees. In which case, it's yep. kind of useless, right?
0: That, that would yeah. be something good to know before you need it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely so uh the less in your face stuff for the purpose specific uh communications i was actually gonna mention the uh consider using some like more sneaky stuff like Mm in-house signals to your family or group unit if you want to get a message Mm -hmm. across without saying anything maybe you can leave your window drapes or shutters in a different position like they do in the, in the uh, bank robber movies, you know, the oh, yeah. super Ooh. secret code in the morning Ooh, to make sure yeah. the bank is safe. Yeah. Yep, yeah.
0: Um,
1: code words on the phone or on the radio. Um, yep. Old it yeah. Great. It, it doesn't have to be a code per se, which would be against the uh, telecommunications act, but you could use just a, a simple <laughs> word it's that published. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you just use a simple word like Turkey amongst each other or something like that, and it means like, Hey, come help. Hey, that's just message fast. Right. Oh, yep. Um, yeah, you can mm-hmm. leave. uh, maybe, uh agreed on places to leave notes, uh, like as in a mess- like a dead drop location. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's going
0: old school. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Like, you know, a little knot hole in the tree, whatever have you. Uh, yeah, minute, how do you do that with a text message? Huh. I think you leave your phone in there because. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Or
2: you just you have a burner phone that's in there, and that's, yeah, that's gotcha.
1: right. Yeah. There's these things called pen
2: and paper? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird stuff. Yeah. Strange. Strange. For, for the record though, if you ever hear me say I'll have the kale salad, please, that is a, a sign of distress. <laughs> that is a cry for help if I ever heard one. Or yes, please give me that light beer. <laughs>
1: I've decided to stop drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait
0: a minute. Whoa. Whoa. Something's
1: wrong. Yeah, nope. I the last thing I was just gonna mention. I think we've talked on it before but the out of province third-party communications. So uh if you can't get help locally uh maybe just try texting somebody out of province or phoning somebody out of province if you do have access to something like that uh long distance hf versus short range vhf i mean there's um there's always the idea of yep. contacting somebody even further away more easily yeah absolutely
0: yeah. and they might have more uh, more abilities to uh call help for you than uh, than you currently have so can't hurt to try it if you got the ability to do it yeah
2: um uh, i mean even if you aren't close i mean i had a, a friend of mine that had uh a bit of a issue with his mental state due to some, some medication, and uh, myself in Canada, another friend in Florida, uh, were able to communicate with police and everything in order to find him in Colorado.
0: Wow. Uh,
2: so, never underestimate your abilities. Yep. Um, you know, he was posting photos and stuff to go along with it, so we would send it. To them on the ground, and they would be okay. I know where that is, and they would go find him. Oh, perfect! And luckily, you know he got found, and nothing had happened, and he's now fixed his meds, and everything is good. So, nice, yeah, worked out well.
1: Hmm. Oh, good. Well, that's all I had. Anybody else?
0: Yeah. Uh, the comment there from uh, Rifle Chair in, in regards to uh, just teaching kids to not run from searchers. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of them actually. Uh, through my search and rescue do we do a, a thing called uh oh what's it called hug a tree Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ship from bc <laughs> yeah um and that's kind of one of the things they teach them is like you know you're not in trouble and like if yeah. you get lost just don't don't panic just stay put yeah they kind don't of wander up. around yeah yeah all of the stuff that we we did talk about earlier with you know make a signal and use your jacket and bright colors and threes and all of that stuff but i mean i mean i did that with uh, a girl guides group where they're like eight years old or something like that so yeah you're never never too young to learn this stuff i mean it's nope. pretty simple easy stuff but still important yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yep.
0: all right yeah that covers off, uh, unless anybody's got anything else to throw in. Nothing. Pretty simple. Know. Okay. know how to use your gear, know how to signal and get attention, and yep. practice, don't, practice,
2: practice, practice. Don't, don't be that guy <laughs> that doesn't know how to use their gear. Yep.
0: No, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is, is shoot yourself in the face with a flare. It's not, <laughs> not going to help. It's You'll be lost help. and hurt. Yeah, not yeah, good. And blind. Yeah,
1: not good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll move into the uh, podcast challenge then.
1: Alright, so uh, for the podcast challenge this time we want you to find three items around the house you can use for signaling. So whether it be just a mirror, steal one off your wife, or a mirror compact, you know, makeup mirror, <laughs> uh, highway flare, uh, or bright flashlight. You can get the uh, cheap Canadian Tire ones uh, for nine ninety nine. dollars They're those huge spotlight ones. Go for like 500 yards. Um, buy Or buy a good flashlight if you can't find one. So uh, yeah. just three items. Yeah. Yeah. So, With all of the lumens. Simple. All of With them. Yes, all of yes. them, a thousand yeah. lumens plus. Yeah. Plus, plus more. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll move into some upcoming events then.
1: All right. So for the uh, first one, I've got the Podcaster Charity shoot. So uh, well in advance, so nobody can say they didn't see it coming. It's uh, the 10th annual Podcaster Charity shoot hosted by Slamfire Radio. It's going to be July 4th, 2020 in Bar- Balmoral, New Brunswick, which is the Restigouche Gun Club. Uh, nice. camping is available for uh, those of you with RVs and tents and the like in nearby a town called Dalhousie. Uh, there's going to be a steel challenge, which is 22 pistol, 22 rifle, PCC, or just a uh, regular pistol. I believe as well, there'll be a steel pistol bay with a uh, steel of reactive targets, a trap slash skeet fun shoot. And uh, you can actually challenge other podcasters to a little shootout for money. And of course, all mm-hmm. the proceeds go to the charity, which is, to be determined yet. I haven't been told exactly what the charity is. I'm sure it'll be a good one, just like last year was a woman's shelter. Yeah. And uh, just found out that somebody on this panel may be offering a Stop the Bleed class. Ooh,
2: Yeah. Nice. yeah,
1: um,
2: That's true. I will be offering a Stop the Bleed course for anyone that's interested. Uh, it'll probably be 40 bucks, like last time. Uh, all of the proceeds will be donated to the given charity. So yeah.
3: That, and, and I that also heard
2: that uh, with the the, the fun shoot uh you'll be able to call out trevor specifically
1: oh i believe but um, i would just get embarrassed then because i'd be like totally destroyed but yeah it, but it, if you feel like it you can you'll be yeah able to, i mean yeah. With, with him everything is a contest but you know yeah i get it yeah <laughs> anyway.
0: Another event we've got coming up. Uh, the annual preppers meet is, uh, coming back up. So it is the uh, second week of July in, uh, Desborough, Ontario. So that's just out Owen sound way. Um, so, uh, we'll give you some more information as stuff, uh, starts to pop up on the website. So I'm sure they're already busy in the background, organizing and planning it and stuff ready. So that's coming up soon.
1: Yeah. I sent a message to Jay about that and he said yep. that he'll have more information momentarily, but I just want to start getting people in the mindset to uh, get yep. that kind of week set aside. Um, he might even come on the show and give us a bit of a rundown on it. Nice, uh, good, to.
0: good. Yeah, we were hoping to get him on last year, but uh, didn't work out. But hopefully uh, this year we can get him in, and it's a great, uh, great gathering. And hopefully I'll be able to make it this year. And uh, yeah, it's a good weekend. Lots of good info. Lots of good people. A couple of wobbly pops, of course. And it's a good time. Cool. Yeah. So let's move into some shoutouts. Anyone, Eric? No, nah, not this time round.
1: All right. Actually, well, he showed up uh, and did some comments, but I was going to send a shout out to the YouTuber called Rifle Chair, who has a massive YouTube channel um, with lots of uh, watchers and subscribers and stuff. And he's got—if uh, you're interested in military surplus rifles at all, like that, this is the go-to guy. So, uh, yeah, check out Rifle Chair on YouTube.
0: Nice.
1: Nice. Let's nice. check him out. It was nice to uh, to find out his Lister. That's a bit of a uh, pat on our back. Actually, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we get a five-star review from him?
2: Not yet, but he is listening, so I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, impress him, and then we'll see. right? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's like, you guys, are, you guys are amateurs, man. Here come,
0: here comes the one star. Yeah, yeah
2: that's all right. If you earn that one star, honestly, yeah. it's like
1: a badge of honor. Yeah. Well, we've got,
0: we've got one, so we can use a couple right. more, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good, good point. He brought up at the end of the show here: the more gear you, uh, the more you know, the less gear you need. Yeah, it's true. Very true. All right.
2: Uh, Gavin, you got anybody? Um, not specifically, but I guess uh, if anyone listening is going to be uh, at Shot Show in Vegas in January, come find me. I'll be there.
0: Ooh, awesome!
2: You know, or if you have anything you want me to check out <clears throat> for you, email the show. Yep.
3: Good deal. Yeah, Tyler. Um, yeah, maybe shout out My uh, fiance Colleen, we're getting married here in a uh, little over a week, so shout out to her for letting me do what i do here around the house i guess and pursuing the homestead lifestyle so
1: very nice she has a sense of humor too right yeah
3: definitely (laughs) it's important
1: (laughs) all right
0: so on to uh email and itunes reviews
1: all right eric you want to take the first one there
0: yeah sure so this was uh from alan with uh he couldn't uh, couldn't join us this evening. Something about some high heel shoes, I think. Again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it yeah something yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. uh, he says here uh, to help clarify uh, for Ian uh, to reinforce uh, reinforce what uh, Alan said. Uh, the gauge number reflects how many sheets or layers of steel stacked to equal an inch. So eight gauge is eight sheets of steel an inch. Uh, twelve gauge is twelve sheets of steel an inch. Uh, twenty gauge is twenty sheets of steel an inch, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming that's talking about the uh, the hollow doors from uh, last episode.
1: Yeah, so basically, I think that was uh, the higher the gauge, the better the uh, the thick, or the better the toughness of the door. So a mm-hmm. 28 gauge door would be best. Unlike your shotgun, which you know, higher higher the gauge number, the smaller the shotgun. So, yeah. anyway, so that's from JN. Let's yeah. uh, see here. I guess you might as well get the uh, Goso Grill review. You've been sure. waiting for, yeah.
0: So. Uh, so traveling prepper, uh, gave us the review for the, uh, get out stay out grill that he won in the draw a couple episodes ago. So that was at least five or six episodes ago now, I think. Yeah. Uh, but so he's got written here. I uh, went out for the, uh, a day trip, uh, in the mountains, uh, tried out the grill, uh, placed it op- over an open fire and uh, cooked some sausages and boiled some water in a kettle. Uh, It started off uh, taking a while to cook as uh, the folded out profile is fairly high over the flame. So uh, proceeded to fold it to uh, half setting uh, to get closer to the fire and cook faster. Uh, Gloves are a must as it gets very hot, obviously. Uh, It can uh, be slightly tricky to readjust the upper deck as it's a bit stiff. Uh, And when open flame beneath, uh, it can be a challenge. So best to set up the way you want before going on the fire. Uh, good, Good tip. Uh, everything cooked well, and the grill served as a nice platform to use. Uh, after use, there was a significant amount of soot on the bottom, like any item with the open fire use, uh, but cleared off fairly easily with a towel and a napkin. Uh, packs down conveniently small, and the accompanying the carrying bag is nice to contain the soot from your vehicle. Uh, overall, I'm pleased with it, and I look forward to many more outings with it, uh, the Traveling Prepper. So I'm glad to hear that uh, he enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, he sent me some pictures. They were pretty cool. and uh, yeah, It's nice. nice to do the trick. So, and It's a good size fire underneath it. I was actually surprised how big the fire can get, uh, so it'll definitely cook stuff well. Oh, good, Awesome. you have anyone to take the next one? Yeah,
2: I guess I can do that. It's from Andrew. I don't know if this is one of our Andrews. It's yeah. uh, Better Andrew. Oh, well, there you go. In that case, I won't make fun of him. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but a, Better Andrew says, a uh, great bunch of people who really know what they're talking about. I really love how they keep everything in the realm of possibilities with
1: the occasional zombie joke. Keep up the great work.
0: Well, you know Thanks. The zombies are coming.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Betteranger. <laughs> well, and actually that article I mentioned up top with the mathematical popu- possibilities? He lays, up he lays it yeah. out for you. He lays it out
2: for you. I mean, <laughs> you know, zombies aren't really zombies. They're the people coming for
1: your stuff. Yeah.
3: Mm. That's right. Unprepared
1: masses. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, so I got uh, one last one from TPB Lover, and the question is, an American? So, uh, great show, almost a five, but not fully Canadian. It's a blind dude here that uses a smoker, uh, barbecues, and tries to prep in our capital. Okay, so I'm not going to be the guy that picks up blind dude, per se, for fun. (laughs) But I'm going to do it anyway, just for now. Uh, So, actually, with Tyler coming on the show, we actually were talking back and forth before he came on, and we realized that over half of our listeners are in the U.S., Yep. So that is a thing. So we are Canadian Prepper podcast, but yes, we have to recognize that a good chunk of our listeners per capita were higher in Canada, but there's still a lot of them in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a quick little uh, uh, researching and it turns out that Tyler's Latitude is actually further north than over half the Canadian population. So he's actually got, he's got more street cred than a lot of Canadians.
0: So guess what, he's an honorary Canadian now. So
1: in, in yeah, in that, that also includes our nation's capital. So, um, yeah, so he's actually further north than Sault Ste. He's about the same latitude as Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And, uh, as a guy from Ottawa should know, diversity is our strength. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, we welcome Tyler on the show. We're happy to have him. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We're happy gonna,
3: to be we're, here, guys. Yeah. yeah
2: we're into more episodes any of the american listeners are confused just at the end of the sentence take out the a and then and then, and then it's an american
3: yeah that's right close here. enough <laughs> yeah. yeah and we do uh we do got another um review here from Coilman one another fellow american listening in so he says i'm a landscaper by trade in connecticut usa so i'm always looking for stuff to listen to while i'm working as a casual prepper i stumbled onto your podcast and have been speeding through the episodes as a prepper, it's fun to listen to and has a lot of useful information. I go to a lot of estate auctions in person and online, and I find tons of prepping gear for my doomsday room this way, usually at very cheap rates, too. Haven't heard you guys talk about that yet and thought your listeners might like that tip. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. So I'm not the only one from the United States.
2: That's there you right go. right there. Actually, the, uh, the, the class that I signed up for is actually in Connecticut. Oh, there you so. go. Ah. So if you want to come and take a class on um, lock picking and covert entry with a guy called Seerpick and Ed Calderon, uh, go search the, the Searpick
1: website and you can sign up and I'll be in that class. I'll be uh, there. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you mentioned the estate sales. It's actually kind of funny because uh, where I live, it's like the basically the retirement capital of canada because of the warmer climate and you know there's no snow and all this other stuff um we also refer to it as heaven's waiting room in the local area <laughs> here so <laughs> as, a re- as a result there is a lot of estate sales and almost daily so <laughs> if i had more time off i would love to take advantage of that but actually one of my friends does and he comes away with gear like you wouldn't believe for super cheap um does he have an amazing kui collection <laughs> well that and he well actually there's one guy specializes on firearms and his entire business model is estate firearms clear out and basically he buys a lot of guns resells them and does well There's another yeah. guy his nickname is five because he gets everything for five bucks whether it be a jack stand for a truck or like you know a mill <laughs> or wow. whatever, five bucks and because usually what happens is the, the grandkids come over they want to clear out grandpa and grandma's house in a weekend and get back to vancouver so they can be done with it um, right. So yeah, we get a lot of that here, and it is crazy the deals to be had. So mm-hmm. anyway, wow. that is the thing.
0: I just like that he has a doomsday room. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah,
2: things right. to aspire to. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. doomsday room is now on the list. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it's gonna have computer right. monitors and like a countdown yep. clock, and yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> Bunch of ham radio gear. Real-time missile tracking over the continent, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have to start working on building and designing this over the next couple episodes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With with that, I'll uh, bring episode 45 of the uh, Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Uh, You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, Please help us out. Uh, Take a few minutes and submit a review. It helps other people find us. You can also find us at PrepperPodcast.ca and, of course, on Facebook.
1: Oh, I guess I'll cover this one. We record these uh, shows on StreamYard. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel Canadian Prepper Podcast and click on the Notifications tab. This gives you alerts when we're going live.
3: I'll get uh, Gavin on that one. Oh, hey, never mind. Tyler! (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you got any questions or advice for me, uh, just go ahead and email into the show at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, and they'll get you linked up with me.
1: Gavin, where can we find you?
3: Uh,
2: I mean, you can find me with ragnaroktactical.ca. You can get some first aid supplies there. You can sign up to take a rifle class or some first aid training, stuff like that. Or if you want, you can follow my my personal uh, adventures through doing weird things on the internet at uh, Instagram
1: under urbex underscore GTA right on awesome you can uh, reach me directly by uh, emailing me at the island retreat at gmail.com uh, you can also find me on canadian peter podcast with gavin also available on itunes and youtube but you can find us discussing more government waste spiraling off on the odd firearms related banter especially talking about gun bans lately <laughs> exposing <laughs> the uh the daily lots of freedoms we're, we're definitely facing now
2: yeah
0: Awesome. Please uh, check out Rapid Survival at the Rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there in the live chat while you're buying some prepper gear. You can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. You can tune in for the next episode. We're going to be covering off staying warm in power outages. So until next time, uh, be prepared, stay safe,
1: and make leaf up and keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>